worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. It's John Bozica, 10 until noon, Monday through Friday. Here on 1480 WHBC. John Bozica, 1480 WHBC. Welcome back into the program here. So, you know, as we've talked about a lot on here, we've talked about the vaccine. I've obviously told you guys that I've received the vaccine. I know many other people have. My wife has. uh, Most of my family has. But for all of the people that are like myself, there are a lot of people that still remain um, on the fence about it and still remain in a point of saying, well, I don't I don't know if I trust it. I don't know that I want to get it. And just straight up, they, they just don't think that it's something that they need. And that's, you know, their their choice. That's their prerogative. That's what they would like to do. Now, at the state level, though, there is a discussion that's happening kind of around this topic. So we go to the phone line now when we bring in our second guest, and that is State Representative Jennifer Gross, who joins the program this morning. State Representative, how are you today? I'm great, Don. How are you? Good. Doing well. Thanks for joining the show, and uh, thanks for being part of this discussion. I know it's it's merited a lot of discussion in the State House, and uh, some of it has been good, some of it has been bad. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I guess I would ask you to explain the bill that you are working on to my listeners, and then we can kind of go from there on our discussion. Okay. Well, the bill is HB 248. And I'd like to begin by saying the bill is not about the appropriateness of vaccination as a practice. So it doesn't discourage or dissuade or prohibit vaccination. It does not change those things. What it does is it seeks to shield individuals from forced vaccination, passports, um, things like that. There's a, it was introduced in an effort to help maintain Ohioans' right to directly control their personal and very private health decisions regarding vaccines, and that includes the parents' choices to vaccinate. Now, I want to be really, really clear because this is false information that is being propagated through the entire state and a large group of medical organizations. This bill does not prohibit mandates for childhood vaccination K-12. It does not change our current law at all. What it does do is it requires me, a healthcare provider, to tell parents that they do have one of three exemptions available. And if we cannot convince our patient that vaccines are important or our parents, then I think that we have another conversation we need to have. But this bill does not prohibit childhood vaccines, and it does not abolish childhood vaccines. So I want to be really clear on that. It doesn't change the current law. What it does is it requires it requires us, schools and healthcare providers to tell parents they have one of three exemptions, medical, religious, or reasons of conscience. That's it in a nutshell. Well, and and I know that that was the, the basis of discussion that basically you don't want it so that people will be discriminated against if they don't get it, correct? 
Correct. I mean, we don't want to discriminate against anyone vaccine status. We don't want to treat them differently like we would not discriminate against race, sexual identity or religion. Same thing. Um, we're already seeing that, you know, up near where you guys are in the Brown Stadium. You know, you have different seating areas where you're vaccinated and not vaccinated. We're going to have different recesses for children. Yeah. Yeah. No, understood. And and. I, I know that that is a, a strong topic of discussion that has taken place. What has been the response to it within the state house? What has been the response to it outside of the state house to um, people even in your district? What have you heard? Wow, John. Honestly, the people of Ohio want this. And I, I think even you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I was sitting in a group of women and um, two thirds were vaccinated. One third was not. And the two-thirds, now granted I was sitting there, I mean, I would hope they'd be honest and not hide their true feelings, but they feel that it's an individual choice. If you believe the vaccine works 95% of the time, why does it matter if one person out of four does not get the vaccine or two of four? You're protected. So even those people felt that it should be your individual decision. And, you know, in healthcare, quite frankly, we're we're crossing a line if we are discriminating against people and we feel that they cannot choose to refuse vaccination. You know, we, we, you know, liberty and rights are unalienable. And so patients and parents have the right to refuse vaccination. Um, I, you know, so, so anyway, so in the state, I can honestly tell you that um, I've had over probably 2,500 people, whether it's in my district, whether it's in my, my inbox, whether it's been a phone call, a text, um, I'm not exaggerating and I'm not embellishing. The people of Ohio believe in freedom. We are free people and we believe in freedom. And I think a lot of people understand that, and I have data and information to the U.S. Department of um, uh, Health and Human Services that you did not require a positive COVID test to be declared dead from COVID. And I have that. I'm never going to propagate false information. So people have some very real concerns about an emergency use authorization vaccine for an amount of death for which I cannot prove to you what that number actually is. Jennifer Gross is my guest, state representative here in the state of Ohio. Um, Jennifer, just to, to put it out there, too, you are a uh, family nurse practitioner, and, and you're also a registered nurse. You've had those positions for over 30 years. I just wanted to put those out there for people that and are I'm listening. also I'm also, John, pro-vaccination. Okay. What this bill is, is pro-freedom. So I'm not an anti-vaccination proponent. What I am is someone who believes in informed consent, and all medical people should believe in informed consent. I am astounded at the list that I have seen that believes that you should not have the right to a medical treatment. It, it's astounding to me. Really, it is shocking. See, and, and, and that to me is, um, I won't say it's interesting to hear you say that, but I, I think that that's been one of the things that has been uh, maybe misrepresented about you, that, that people feel that you are anti-vaccination because you want to put this out there, and that's not that's not at all what you're saying, is it? No, in fact, my mom, my mom got the Pfizer vaccine. My my entire family got the flu vaccine this year. I don't know about you, John, but what I've found doing this bill is the majority of Ohioans do not get, even get the flu shot. 
And and I've been shocked because I've gotten it every single year since 1987, except this year. And you know why? Because I had COVID. So I have natural immunity, which up there near where you guys are, you have this fabulous clinic called the Cleveland Clinic. They just came out with an amazing article of 52,000 people. That's a very strong study that says those of us who had COVID have some natural immunity. And we don't necessarily benefit from the vaccine. In fact, there are some people who say it's harmful to those of us. And we have B cells and T cells. And again, you know, it's not the science. I, 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 what I keep, the opponents keep saying, well, we're going to have an outbreak of measles. And you know what? That is fear-based. Do you know we've had one death in the United States to measles, and that was in 20, uh, the recent, in the recent past. The last death in the United States was in 2015 to measles, but they always bring that up. So they fear you. They fear you. And I, all I want you to be is well-educated and make and have the permission. Well, you already have the permission. You should have the authority for your personal body to make your personal choice. That's all I'm saying. This is a freedom bill. That's it. It's not about the validity of vaccinations at all, but they keep bringing that up and saying that I want to abolish childhood vaccines. That is absolutely false. Last question for you here. I know a couple weeks ago there were some different doctors with different perspectives that came to the state house, and I know that that was met with a lot of pushback from members of um, the state house, some of your colleagues, and I guess I would ask your opinion on that. I know one was Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and some of the other people that were there. Uh, I guess you being a medical professional yourself, what do you have to say to those? Well, I would say that one opinion of one doctor where a Democrat, I'm sorry to say, but a Democrat pulled out a a situation that she was simply researching, and then the media took it as if she said it was fact. The whole thing was blown out of proportion, um, but she was one testimony of some very fabulous testimonies. And I think, again, it isn't about the medical testimony. It is about do you have the right to determine what goes in your body and what does not. This isn't a hard hat. These aren't steel toe shoes. This is a vaccine that you cannot remove. And we're having some very concerning results that you've probably seen in the news recently that's going to warrant a CDC review. So, you know, that's it. It's, it's about freedom. It's about do you or you as a parent have the right to choose. And then there's a recent study on the disgusting masks that children and people have been wearing. You know, in healthcare, we throw away the mask after, after one use. One use. That's it. That's why we always did. So anyway, so I would say don't throw the bill out with one witness. Decide is it's a freedom bill. Is it freedom? Do you have the right to determine what goes in your body or does your doctor or your employer have that right? I am arguing that you have the right to choose and we don't know where the true data lies with this with this with this disease. So yeah. um you should choose. So State Representative Jennifer Gross, I appreciate the time this morning and uh Thank you for joining the show, and, and as I said, I know there's been a lot of controversy around this, but thanks for joining the show and uh, um, telling us your your side of it and uh, also giving us uh, the details of the bill. Thank you, John. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.